Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello friends, welcome to the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. This NFL season is just flying through. It's absolutely insane that we're already in Week 10, uh, but here we are. It's also Masters Eve. Uh, hopefully you listened to my uh, Tuesday episode of the podcast where I gave my full breakdown for the Masters. I absolutely can't wait for it to start tomorrow morning. Of course, I'm recording this on Wednesday night as I usually do. A um, couple games that I won't have a line for uh, on today's show. Uh, if you are a new listener, what I do is, is I am betting on all 256 NFL games this season. Uh, I've got two games that I won't be having a pick for on today's uh, edition of the show because there's no lines out for them, and that's Washington against the Lions and Bengals against the Steelers. Uh, a couple of questions, uh, who's going to be starting a quarterback for a couple of those teams uh, mainly Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers, and I'm guessing I don't I don't think there's been a starter yet announced for Washington. Whether it's going to be Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins, so no lines out for those games. I'll either have to tweet out my pick for those games at some point before Sunday, or I might make those two games my picks for the Friday episode of Guys and Bets on the Odd Shark YouTube channel if there's lines up uh, for them by Friday. So we'll see, but I will put out a pick one way or another for those two games before the kickoff on Sunday. Uh, before I get into my picks for this week, so because those two games don't have lines, I'll have 12 picks on the show today for week 10. Uh, but before I get into those, let's uh, always do, we always do our week 9 recap, recap of the previous week. Uh, I started off strong. I thought I was going to have a profitable, profitable week. It definitely looked like I was going to after the early afternoon games on Sunday, and then I just got completely cold with my picks the rest of the way out. So I finished week 9, 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, and because it's juice, and because I didn't hit my money line underdog of the week, that ended up being a slight loss of minus .67 units. So uh, we've kind of bled away a little bit at our profits the last couple of weeks. But let's stay positive. We are still profitable for the season as a whole. In Week 10, if you told me at the start of the season I'd be profitable going into Week 10, I would take it every time. So my season-to-date record is 68, 63, and 1 for plus 1.37 units. So like I said, we've bled a little bit the past couple weeks, but let's get back on track. Let's get back to another profitable weekend uh, in week 10, and I'm feeling good about the board. 
Uh, once again, though, I'm on a lot of favorites. I'm on a lot of favorites, but I'm also on a lot of totals as well. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But let's uh, quickly just go through uh, the games of last week, uh, see if I have any comments about any of them. Uh, what was the Thursday nighter? Oh, yeah, Packers minus 7 against the 49ers. That was, uh, I mean, that was a no-brainer. I wish I would have, like, put every cent I had on that because the 49ers were so banged up that night. It was insane. Packers covered easy. Uh, by the end of the game, they had all their backups in for the most part. Uh, so that was a win. Bills plus three against the Seahawks. I'll get into this a little bit more when I talk about the Seahawks game later today. But, man, I seen I saw a lot of people on the Seahawks, a lot of people in the sports betting world making Seahawks their best bet of the week. I, I, I don't know what everyone's looking at. I was on the Bills and that, and that one. I wish I would have taken the money line. Um, are you guys not looking at Seahawks defensive stats and how bad their defense is so far this year? Like, I can understand justifying betting on the uh, – on the Seahawks last week, but making it your best bet of the week with how bad their defense is going up against Josh Allen, man, that was questionable. A lot, a lot, a lot of sports bettors were on the Seahawks. I didn't understand it, so I cashed with the Bills. Um, Falcons minus four versus Broncos, that one in covered, um, and it looked good. I mean, right up until the end, it kind of looked like the Broncos were going to pull off the, the comeback and the Falcons were going to blow another one, but you can only blow so many games. Luckily, they held on for the win in the four-point cover. Bears plus six and a half versus Titans lost that one by the hook, but really it was never it was never winning uh, from the start. I regret betting on the Bears offense. Uh, Ravens Colts under forty-seven and a half. That was an easy total win. I really like that one. I'm glad that one came through. Panthers plus ten and a half versus Chiefs. Like I said last week, I don't know why the, the Panthers were more than double-digit underdogs. That made no sense. Uh, they almost won the game outright. Probably didn't deserve to, but they easily covered that ten and a half point spread. Even if they didn't score a touchdown in their last drive, uh, they still would have covered that spread. Uh, Texans-Jaguars over 50 and a half, minus 110. Uh, I put it the old reverse jinx on Twitter for that one because it, like, it looked like it was going to cover all game and then there's hardly any points scored in the second half and it looked like it wasn't going to cover. And I put out the old uh, reverse jinx, which uh, 60% of the time it works every time, uh, saying I tweeted out a picture of the box score saying it's a travesty that this over isn't going to hit and then the Jaguars with uh, Wes's face, the new guy there, looting went down and scored a last-second touchdown to hit the over. Uh, so I got a little bit, of, well, I don't know if it's lucky because the whole game leading it, like the first half, there's a million points and then just nothing in the second half. So a little bit of a roller coaster game, I guess. Uh, not necessarily a good beat or a bad beat, but a roller coaster beat. Washington minus one, minus 128 versus Giants. I knew that was in trouble when Kyle Allen went down, but Alex Smith did almost lead the comeback, but then threw two interceptions in two straight, what would have been potential game winning drives through picks. So that was rough. Um, so yeah, I was like, what, six, six and three? Heading into the late afternoon game. So, yeah, 6-3 and three heading into the late afternoon games on Sunday. I thought I for sure was going to have a profitable week, and I thought I was going to have an absolutely killer week at that point, and then everything just collapsed. So, late afternoon games, the only one I won was the Raiders against the Chargers, minus 112, and then I lost. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to bring up the the lines. I, had, I ended up pulling the trigger on lines, money line in the early afternoon, because I said I would on the podcast last week, and I didn't have a money line underdog pick. Uh, but really, I mean, that was kind of dumb. I'm not, I mean, I'm not being, making excuses. I, I made the bet. Um, but, I mean, taking a closer look at that game, I, I, lines weren't the pick to make. But that's on me. That's on me. I shouldn't have just – I should have just not had a money line underdog. I forced one. Um, but that's on me. So that was a loss. And then heading into the late afternoon games, only one, like I mentioned, I won was the Charger – or the Raiders against the Chargers. And then I lost on the Steelers. I lost on the Cardinals. Uh, what was the, oh yeah, those were the, th and then, yeah, so I went one and two in the late afternoon games and then I lost on the Bucks Sunday night and then the Patriots, Patriots and Jets under 
wasn't even close. And that was one of those games. I mean, every now and then it happens. All the signs point to one thing, and then the complete opposite happens, and it's not even close. So um, I finished heading into the late Sunday afternoon games. The rest of the way, I went 1-4, uh, which left me at 7-7 seven and seven for the week uh, for a slight loss. But that's all right. Like I said, we're going to stay positive. We're profitable for the season still. Let's head on to Week 10. Let's have a good Week 10. Um, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the Bacon Bets podcast. Rate it if you have a couple of seconds. Leave a little quick, nice review if you have uh, 30 seconds. Uh, but other than that, that's all I got for you guys. Let's head into the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's start with Thursday night football AFC South matchup against the uh, Colts and the Titans. I went back and forth in this one, but I am going to back the Colts. Uh, I'm just going to take their money line, actually. This is not my money line underdog pick of the week, but they were plus one uh, at Bovada. Uh, I'm not going to take plus one. That's a... That's a pussy thing to do if I'm being if I'm being blunt about it. Uh, don't take plus one. Just take the money line if, if you're going to bet on a plus one underdog. So Colts even money against the Titans. Uh, Colts' big weakness at the core of their offensive issues, I found, is really the third down conversion percentage. They're 28th in the NFL, only converting on 38% of their third down tries. That, in my opinion... That and Phillip Rivers uh, with some dumb turnovers. Those two are the biggest issues that the Colts have on offense. Other than that, their offense has been pretty good, to be honest. But a positive for them, especially from the third down conversion uh, side of things, is that the Titans are dead last in third down defense. Teams are converting on 55.36% of third downs against them. So if there's uh, any game on the Colts schedule where they can kind of turn around that third down offense stat, it's going to be this game against the Titans. Also, if we look at the Titans' offense, sixth in Russian attempts per game, 38.38% of their offensive yards gained are on the ground, which is the sixth highest mark in the NFL. That's not surprising to anyone with Derrick Henry. Uh, him and Dalvin Cook are really the only running backs that are, I think they, they both, they're first and second in uh, rushing yards, and then the next closest guy is like more than 200 yards away. So uh, it's, it's no secret that the Titans like to run the ball, but the Colts have the second best rush defense. They're second in opponent yards per carry, holding teams to just 3.3 yards per rush. So they should be able to slow down Derrick Henry. Uh, Colts defense as a whole is just in, in another league compared to the Titans defense. They're first in opponent yards per game. The Titans are 25th. The Colts are also uh, fourth in net yards per play at plus 0.08. The Titans are 11th at plus 0.03. So, um, despite the Colts not seeming like a, like an obvious pick because of how bad their offense looked against the Ravens, I think they're the, they're a good play to bounce back this week. And I actually think I said it on an earlier episode of the podcast, uh, that the Colts will struggle against good defenses. I mean, like I said, just like last week against the Ravens, Ravens have a very good defensive unit, but they'll shine against bad defenses. Uh, and that's exactly what the Titans have. One of the, one of the bottom defenses in the NFL, to be completely honest. So I will take the Colts at even money against the Titans. One of the few underdogs I am backing this week, um, even though I guess they are only one point underdogs. Even some books, I think, uh, I think bet online has, has it at a pick 'em. So, uh, we'll see where that line closes. I wouldn't be surprised if by Thursday night that, that, uh, uh, it might even be Titans as two point favorites. We'll see. I think the public might be on the Titans, uh, but I'm not sure. 
Uh, next, let's move on to Sunday's games. Browns minus 120 against the Texans. I think I'm going to make this my best bet of the week. I'm going to back the Browns at minus three. Uh, f- big reason why is, is is the Browns rushing game. Uh, I've talked about this almost every week when talking about the Browns. Their offense uh, evolve, revolves around the running game. 43.26% of the Browns' offensive yards come from running the ball, which is the third highest mark in the NFL. They're also fourth in rush play percentage. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans are the worst team in the NFL in stopping the run. They're allowing opponents to gain 5.1 yards per carry against them, and they're giving up the most total rushing yards per game at 159.5. So this is this is one team that does one thing very well going up against another team uh, that does not do – that is the worst in the NFL in defending it. Uh, also looks like Nick Chubb's going to be back in the lineup for the Browns. So, so that's going to be huge for them. Kareem Hunt, I don't love Kareem Hunt as a rusher. I like him receiving the ball out of the backfield. Uh, but in my opinion, Nick Chubb's a much better just straight-up runner of the football. Uh, now, to be fair, let's look at the Texans' strength, which is their passing game. 76.21% of their offensive yards gained are through the air, which is the highest mark in the NFL. They're also second in passing yards per attempt. Uh, now, the Browns' defense, I will admit they're not the best uh, against the pass, around subpar, they're 18th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 19th in opponent completion percentage, but they're a lot better at stopping the pass than the Texans are at stopping the run. So I'll take Browns minus three at minus 120. Uh, next game, we've got a big spread between the Packers and Jaguars. I'm not afraid of the big number. I'm going to lay, uh, lay the numbers here with the Packers. Packers minus 13 at minus 110. Uh, and and, and the, the big reason why, the only reason why really, is I think Aaron Rodgers can absolutely light up this Jacksonville secondary. They're 28th in opponent yassing, passing yards per game, 31st in opponent yards per pass attempt, 30th in opponent completion percentage, and 31st in opponent average passer rating. So Rodgers is just going to have a field day. If you're going to take a drafting his lineup, uh, it might be a good week to spend the money on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, meanwhile, quarterback for the other team Jake Luton will be making his second start now he did look decent in his first start but is he going to continue to play that well I'm willing to bet that he won't Uh, I know the Packers run defense isn't great so you'd think James Robinson would have a big day for the Jaguars but with them not having to worry about the pass game very much they'll be able to load up the box I assume they're also going to blitz quite a bit as well considering the Jaguars are giving up the fourth most sacks per game so I'll go ahead and lay the number and take the Packers minus 13 minus 110 against the Jacksonville Jaguars next up the NFC East I wish the NFC East teams could just forfeit the rest of their games and we wouldn't have to watch them any, any anymore but at least this game's uh being hidden on Sunday afternoon so I'll be watching mostly the Masters at this point anyways Eagles Giants I'm going to make the same bet I made on this game uh, when they played a few weeks ago, and that's the under 44.5, which really should have hit all game. It did end up hitting anyways, but it was got very sketchy there near the end. Um, I can't really, f- and one of the reasons why I'm betting on the total here is because I can't fully figure out either team as a whole, so I'm not betting on a side. Uh, Giants look decent at times. Other times they look like the worst offense in the league. The Eagles look decent. Carson Wentz will make, you know, uh, a throw that nobody else in the NFL can make one play, and then the next play he'll miss a guy by 10 yards. So I, I can't really understand either team, but what I do know about both teams is that their offenses, offenses aren't good. Eagles are 28th in yards per play. Giants are 30th. Eagles are 24th in points per game. Giants are 31st. Eagles are 29th in punts per offensive score. Giants are 26th. So a couple of the worst offenses in the, in the NFL from a statistic standpoint. Both teams' defense is pretty solid, though. Eagles are 4th in opponent offensive yards per play. Giants are 15th. Giants are also 4th in red zone defense, and we always want a good red zone defense when we're taken and under. 
So, I mean, I'm not going to say too much about this game because I'm basically repeating myself for my underpick on this matchup a few weeks ago. So I'll just go ahead and say I'm taking Eagles-Giants under 44.5 minus 110. I'm also realizing that this is going to be the shortest episode of the Bacon Bets podcast because we have the fewest games to talk about. At some point, the bye weeks are going to be over and then these episodes are going to be long because they're going to be back to... 16 games a week. Uh, but moving on, <laughs> NFC South, uh, Bucks Panthers. This is actually, in my opinion, the toughest game on the board to call this week. Uh, so Bucks are minus five and a half point favorites, and that is who I'm going to back. Uh, I mean, the Bucks have a so-so offense, to be completely honest, they do. They haven't looked great. Uh, they look terrible against the Saints on Sunday night. But they do have a good defense, and then the opposite's true for the Panthers. Panthers have a good offense, but a so-so defense. So... I mean, like I said, if there's one game that I could just veto and not bet on this week, it would be this one because I think the spread at five and a half set at the right number, the total set at the right number as well. So the reason why I'm going to back the Bucks is based on one big factor, and that's pressuring the quarterback. Tom Brady has struggled when he's been under pressure so far this season. We've see, we saw it against the Bears earlier in the year. We saw it against the Saints both time he, both times uh, he played against the Saints. They're after able to uh, get after him, put on pressure, get sacks. And he wasn't having the time. The receivers didn't have time to fully develop the routes before Brady was already getting sacked. So the good thing about the Bucks uh, this week and for Tom Brady is that the Panthers have the lowest sack rate in the NFL, last in the NFL in sacks. So Brady's going to have a lot of time, a lot more time to throw the ball and pick apart the, this defense that ranks 26th in opponent completion percentage and 20th in opponent passing yards per game. And also the Panthers just lost McCaffrey again. It looks like. Uh, which helps out the Bucks defense because they should be able to narrow in on stopping Teddy Bridgewater without having to focus their game plan on Christian McCaffrey. So, tough game to call. If there's one game I would not recommend tailing, it'd be this one, but I have to bet on every single NFL game this year, so I'm taking Bucks minus 5.5 and, and minus 110. Moving on, I got a lot of favorites this week and a lot of totals this week. This is another total I'm betting on. It's the Bills Cardinals. I got it at 56.5, and, and I'm taking the under between the Bills and Cardinals. Very high total in this game, which was a little bit surprising because both defenses aren't that bad. I mean, the Bills or the Cardinals, neither of them are fantastic on defense, but are they bad enough to warrant a 56.5 point total? I don't think so. I say no. Cardinals actually 8th in opponent points per play. Bills are 17th. They're also 18th and 19th in opponent yards per game, which once again, not good, but Certainly not bad enough to warrant this total. They're also only 11th and 12th in points per play on offense, which is good. But once again, I'm repeating myself, doesn't warrant a total of 46 and a half, 56 and a half, sorry. Another stat that makes me lean towards the unders, the Cardinals are third in red zone defense, preventing a touchdown of 50% of their opponent's trips to the red zones, uh, which the Bills have had some red zone issues this year. Uh, everyone remembers the game against the Jets where they could not score a touchdown. They won by kicking about eight field goals. Uh, the Cardinals are also seventh and third down defense as well. So just too many points, too many signs point to this total being too high, and I don't love either team on the spread, so I'll default and bet on the under 56.5 at minus 110 in this one. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, I'm picking a favorite. Raiders, minus five at minus 110. Um, I don't trust the Broncos offense whatsoever. That's why I bet against them last week against the Falcons. I'm doing it again this week. They're 29th in third down conversion percentage while the Raiders are second. So big difference in offensive third down conversion percentage. They're also 26th in yards per play. Dead last in completion percentage. 27th in red zone offense. 30th in turnover margin. So there's just not a lot, a lot to love with the Broncos this week. Um, 
also there, I mean, the Raiders are home. I might not lay the five points if the Raiders are on the road in, in Denver, but it's in Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders' offense has also looked extremely efficient so far this season. Their defense has looked better recently as well. So I'll lay the five points, take the Raiders at home at minus 110. Next up, we got my money line underdog of the week. Chargers, plus 115 against the Dolphins. Battle of two rookie quarterbacks between Tua Tegalivoa. Shit, I learned how to pronounce it a couple weeks ago when I was filming an <clears throat> Offensive Rookie of the Year odds video for Odd Shark, and now I... Tungo Vailoa, that's how you pronounce it, going up against Justin Herbert. Um, I've shifted my hate this season from the Bears to the Dolphins the past couple of weeks. I've lost twice betting against them two weeks in a row, and I feel like both those bets I should have won uh, between the Rams and the Cardinals. Their defense is fraudulent. Listen to me. <clears throat> I got killed on Twitter last week when I said that the, just because you... Um, score defensive touchdowns does not make you the best defense in the league. And people said, well, does being uh, the top scoring defense in the league make you a great defense? I still say no, because their other stats aren't good. So since playing against the Cardinals, they've dropped a fifth in scoring defense, which is still good. But listen to some of these other stats. 22nd in opponent yards per game, 28th in opponent yards per rush attempt, 23rd in red zone defense, and 17th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So, I mean, to me, those stats don't sound like the stats of a good defense. So, I'm calling their defense fraudulent, when I, and when I get a grudge against a team, I have to bet on them until I win, so I'm doing it this week. Um, and then as far as the Chargers go, I say this every week about the Chargers. I have nothing to say about them on, the, on this podcast because they're painfully average at everything. 13th in yards per play, 16th in opponent yards per per play and that's basically you look down the list of the stats that's every they're like they're 14th in this 18th in this 12th in this 15th in this so i mean i just have nothing to say they have no strengths they have no weaknesses they're just painfully average this is a bet against the dolphins fraudulent defense more than anything else get at me dolphins fans i'm taking chargers plus 115 is my underdog money line underdog of the week now we're going back to another total bet. Saints and 49ers. I'm taking under 49 at minus 110. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game, to be completely honest, but I am going to take the under 49. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still out for the 49ers. Looks like Nick Mullins is going to get uh, the start again, and he's going to have a tough day against the Saints defense that ranks ninth in opponent yards per play, 7th in sacks, sack percentage. So, I mean, it is what it is. The Saints will probably win. Um, I kind of wanted to back the 49ers and take the points. I think they're nine and a half point underdogs, but with how bad their offense looked last week, I can't really trust them um, to be able to cover this spread. The 49ers defense is pretty average, to be completely honest. Not a lot stuck out to me when I was looking at the stats for this game. So I, I'm going to hope the 49ers defense, or sorry, the 49ers offense looks lethargic for the second week in a row. I hope the Saints run the ball a little bit more than usual, maybe take some time off the clock. I uh, don't feel comfortable about this pick either, but uh, it, out of the four options, the spread on either side and the total on either side, I'll take the under 49 at minus 110. Ooh, we are whipping through this show, friends. This is going to be, this whole episode might be under 30 minutes. Um, all right, NFC West battle up next. Rams, Seahawks. I'm taking the Rams minus one and a half and minus 105. I was surprised that this spread was only a one and a half point spread. Um, I have to keep betting against the Seahawks defense. I mean, I'm not going to go through every stat because I talk about this every single week when I'm talking about the Seahawks defense, but their defense is terrible. 
literally the worst defense in the league, and they continue to get worse. They even had Jamal Adams back in the lineup last week. They had Carlos Dunlap on their defensive line against the Bills, and they still looked brutal. They're allowing 455.8 yards per game. That's last in the NFL by 37.7 yards per game. Jared Goff for the Rams, who to be honest, hasn't looked great at times so far this season, but he should have no issue going up against a defense that's allowing 362.1 passing yards per game, which is once again dead last in the NFL by a mile. Now listen, this I mean, this is what the Seahawks are. If Russell Wilson and their offense is on their A game, they'll play in a shootout and most likely pull out the win. But if Russell Wilson is not exactly on his A game, if their offense isn't looking as good as they normally can, they're going to lose. That's what we saw last week against the Bills. That's what we saw a couple weeks ago ago against the Cardinals. Um, as I mentioned at, at the start of the podcast, I saw all over Twitter people on the Seahawks against the Bills last week. Everyone was calling the Seahawks a lock, their best bet of the week. I had no idea why. Are you people not looking at the Seahawks' defensive stats? You really didn't think Josh Allen was going to have a field day against his pass defense? Come on, people. I get Russell Wilson's the the MVP as of right now, or at least the betting favorite to win MVP. I get how explosive their offense is, but you have to look at the numbers. Their defense is terrible. Terrible. Rams are also second in opponent passing yards per game, fifth in sacks per game, and fifth in average opponent passer rating. So if there's a defense that Russell Wilson is going to struggle against this season, it's going to be the Rams. So this is a great matchup. I love this bet. I might make this my best bet of the week. It's going to be Rams minus one and a half, minus 105. Next up, look, we are, we're already on the Sunday nighter. It's going to be a short episode. At least I had an hour-long one on, on Tuesday to make up for it, I guess. But Ravens, Patriots, I, I am going to take the Ravens to cover the spread. Another favorite I'm betting on. I think I only have two underdogs this week, and they're the Colts and the Chargers. Uh, I think every other game on a favorite or a total. Uh, but Ravens minus seven and a half. The Patriots, despite winning on Monday night, proved just how bad they are by almost losing to the Jets. Now, people were w- looking at, at that game. They're like, oh, maybe the Jets aren't you know, aren't that that bad. Maybe they deserve to win a game or two. No, it's not that. It's that the Patriots are terrible this season. People still think they see Bill Belichick. They think about the Patriots of old. This, is, this Patriots team is bad. Bottom five team in the league. Big thing that sticks out to me in this game against uh, the Ravens is we know the Ravens love to run the ball. 49.03 of their offensive yards come on the ground, which is first in the National Football League. And the Patriots haven't been good at stopping the run this season. They rank 25th in opponent rushing yards per game, 18th in opponent yards per carry. Also, 37.12% of the yards allowed by the Patriots are on the ground, which is the 7th highest mark in the NFL. Uh, So I expect the Ravens to be able to run all over them and score in bunches. And I don't expect the Patriots offense to keep up. This is a Patriots offense that's 28th in points per game. And a Ravens defense that's first in scoring defense, only allowing 17.8 points per game. So I'll take the Ravens to cover that 7.5 point spread at even money on Sunday Night Football. And also as a little cherry on top, we know how much the Ravens love to beat up on bad teams. They beat up on bad teams uh, and then they lose to good teams. Or I guess, uh, well, they beat the Colts, which is a good team, but is a good matchup for them. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens to cover that, uh, seven and a half point spread. And then we got Monday night football Vikings bears. I'm back on a total. I kind of wanted to back the Vikings, but I can't really trust their defense. So that's why I'm just going to go ahead and take the over 44. And also I'm not, I'm not betting on the bears. I think last, last week when I lost by betting on the bears, that's the last time I'm going to bet on them this season. 
but the Vikings offense, especially the run game behind Dalvin Cook, has been on fire recently. But their defense, as I mentioned, still stinks. 25th in opponent points per game. 29th in opponent yards per game. 25th in opponent completion percentage. So I know the Bears offense is bad, but even they should be able to at least move the ball against the Vikings defense. Also, yes, the Bears have a very solid defense, but they're worse against the run than they are against the pass. So a run-oriented Vikings offense should find success. The Vikings are first and yards per carry at 5.5, which is, by the way, absolutely insane that they're averaging 5.5 yards per carry as a team. The Bears are 11th in opponent yards per carry, which, yes, is still above average. It's not too bad, but think about this. They're fourth and opponent yards per pass attempt. So if there was a weakness to that defensive unit, it is running the ball. So it's a good stylistic matchup. Minnesota is also third in red zone offense, which is going to be huge going up against the number one red zone defense in the Bears. So long story short, I think the Vikings have a good matchup on offense, while the Bears should be able to move the ball against a bottom five defense in the Vikings. So I'll take the over 44 at minus 110. So that's it. Because I only have uh, 12 picks on the show. 12 picks on the show because we still are waiting for the Lions-Washington line and the Steelers-Bengals line. Uh, right now, I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to lean lines of Alex, actually, Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins. I'll probably lean lines, but we'll see what the, what the line's at. And then uh, I'll probably take Bengals to cover. I assume Big Ben's going to play. So I think at least the spread opened up on Sunday. It was like nine points. If it's at nine points, I'm going to back the Bengals to cover it because the Steelers keep playing down or up to their competition, it seems like. so. Uh, but those aren't official. I'll put up my official picks either on Guys and Bets on Friday or I'll tweet them out before kickoff Sunday afternoon. So let's go ahead and review all my bets that I had, the 12 bets I have locked in so far for this week. I'm taking Colts even money against the Titans on Thursday night football. Browns minus three, minus 120 against the Texans. Packers minus 13, minus 110 against the Jaguars. Eagles, Giants under 44 and a half, minus 110. Bucks minus five and a half, minus 110 against the Panthers. Bills, Cardinals under 56 and a half, minus 110. Raiders minus five, minus 110 against the Broncos. Chargers money line underdog alert, plus 115 against the Dolphins. Saints, 49ers, under 49, minus 110. Rams, minus 1.5, minus 105 against the Seahawks. Ravens, minus 7.5, even money against the Patriots. Vikings, Bears, over 44, minus 110. And these bets were locked in at Bovada uh, Wednesday evening before recording this podcast. And I will give you my top five picks. These are the picks that I have locked in for the Capper Cup. Um... I went back and forth between Browns and Rams for my best bet. I did end up putting it in the Browns, but the Rams are right there. So I got, and so the, by the way, the lines I'm about to cite right now are different from the ones I locked in the podcast because we have set lines for the Capper Cup uh, that they send us. Uh, so the lines are a little bit different. And also I'm on the Chargers, but I'm not going to take their money line because I'm did, Capper Cups just spread. So Browns minus three, Rams minus one, Chargers plus two and a half, Packers minus 13, and Vikings Bears over 44 and a half. Those are my Capper Cup picks. I'll repeat them one more time. So these are my five best bets. Browns, Rams, Chargers, Packers, Vikings, Bears over are my five best bets. Uh, But there you guys have it. It's going to come into right around 30 minutes. I think it's the shortest episode of the Bacon Bets podcast to date. Uh, but that's all I got for you. I love you all. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Rate it if you have a second. Review it if you have a few more seconds. Tell your friends. We've got to keep this podcast growing, ladies and gentlemen. Best of luck this week, and good luck with your NFL bets. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.